to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. We are closing out our drawn-in sermon series where we have been diving into how our creating God calls us to live creative lives with Him. Something too often overlooked in the creative process is the need to turn away from productivity and toward effortlessness and play. In the story of creation, God rested, and this was good as well. Then in the commandments, we are reminded of our requirement, not recommendation, to rest as well. More specifically, to rest in God. True Sabbath draws us closer to God as we take time to reflect, observe, celebrate, and soak in God's goodness and creation around and within us. In this message of the week from February 20th, guest speaker Christy Heflin shares from Exodus, Ecclesiastes, and from her own life experience on living a busy life and how life-giving rest can be. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. It's a joy to be here and worship with you on this holy Sabbath day. My name is Christy. I'm the director at Lake Ponset Camp. And just to clarify, you're having camp Sunday later in April, and I will not be here for that. So I will talk about camp, but my whole sermon's not on camp today. So if you're looking for lots and lots of conversation about camp, you won't find that. But my topic is about rest. So I'm glad to be a part of your series that you've had here. And it's great to be in worship with you this morning. Today's scripture lesson comes from Exodus and Ecclesiastes. Exodus 20, chapter 8, verses, or chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is a Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your male or your female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 8, a time for everything. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Here ends today's scripture reading. Let us pray. Dear God, just be with us this day as we share together in worship and talk about rest and remember the Sabbath day. Just be with us as we grow closer to you and continue in our spiritual journey each day. Amen. The passage from Exodus is tough. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. While have times have changed, how in the world does anyone find time for the Sabbath anymore? When I was in high school, my first job besides babysitting was working at the local hardware store. 
And it was awesome because my bosses were very active in the local Methodist church. And it was, the hardware store was closed on Sundays, which was unusual. So I was able to fully participate in everything at my church on Sundays. I was able to sing in the youth choir, go to youth groups, spend time with my family, and have meals around the table. After I graduated from college, I became a youth director, and I soon realized that so many things consumed the time of our youth and our adults. Work, sports, school activities. It was so challenging to find a time for youth group, confirmation, worship, and Bible study because they were so busy. How could I teach them about a Sabbath when they were going 24-7? How could they rest? How could their parents rest when they were shuttling their kids everywhere? Schedules keep us on the go, and we run, run, run. I have struggled for years to find a Sabbath for myself, mainly because I often work weekends. It's not uncommon for us to work 30 to 40 hours on a weekend when we're hosting a group. This is in addition to working before they arrive and then after they leave. In today's world, many, many people are working weekends and face challenges finding meaningful worship on Sundays or other times. However, now online worship services provide people to opportunities to attend worship just about any time. I have to admit to you, when Pastor Jen asked me to preach on rest, I actually chuckled. Because I thought, who am I to teach about the Sabbath day and resting? My first thought was to say no. Because I started to think about how busy I was with my life. And I prayed about and decided that I would do it because I think I've actually learned things over the years that I could share with you. As a camp director for over 20 years, I've gotten better at delegating responsibilities and spending more time with my family. In my beginning years as a director, I would never think of going to a baseball game in the middle of summer camp for one of my kids, or going out for ice cream, or going out to eat. But now it's easier for me to do those things, even though I'm on call 24-7. Now I try to make it to most of my kids' activities because that's a priority. My husband and I keep super busy working and raising our two teenagers. They are active in youth group, hockey, golf, school, and band activities. And I say that the best and worst thing I did about nine years ago was showing them a flyer that they brought home from school asking them if they wanted to play hockey. At the time we lived at Wesley Acres, they had never been on skates, and we were 22 miles from the skating rink. Playing hockey and sports is quite a commitment. And so they decided they were going to play hockey, and so we started what I say is an adventure for sure, a sport that requires great commitment. Several years ago, a video came out, so God made a hockey mom. It's similar to the video that came out, So God Made a Farmer. And I would like to share it with you now because this is very much my life in this season.
day. God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a hockey mom. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, pack lunches, make breakfast, get her kids to school, work all day, run a household, make supper, feed her family, then head to the arena to get her kid on the ice, knowing she's headed home to a sink full of dishes and two hours of chore. So God made a hockey mom. I need somebody with arms strong enough to cart a hockey bag filled to the brim while carrying a toddler on her hip and yet gentle enough to fix a skate blister with only a band-aid and a kiss. Somebody to volunteer for bottle drives, run a score clock, flip burgers in a concession stand, scale the steep arena stairs selling 50-50 tickets and cheer so loud that there is no doubt in her kid's mind that she is their number one fan. So God made a hockey mom. God said, I need somebody willing to give up six months worth of weekends to sit in a cold arena to be there for the thrill of victory, but also to dry the tears of defeat and exhaustion. Need somebody who has road trip food down to a science, can live on arena coffee alone, give up her driveway for the good of a street hockey game, tie a skate with her eyes closed, and understand that no matter how hard she tries, she will never rid her car of that hockey gear smell. So God made a hockey mom. God had to have somebody brave enough to navigate the snowy winter roads to make that playoff game. Who knows the secret to staying warm in the frosty rink bleachers? has come to terms with the fact that most family trips will involve hockey. And when coming home from a weekend full of games, tired and worn, wonders how she'll make it through the coming week. And then her child hugs her with a smile and says, Thank you, Mom. So God made a hockey bomb. is much like my life as a hockey mom. And for those of you that have children in sports, you can identify with the schedule. How in the world do I find Sabbath or time to rest when I'm driving to Brookings almost every day? How do I find time to rest when one child is playing in Fargo and the other is playing in Rapid City? How do I find rest when the home rink is 40 minutes away and they have to be there an hour and a half before a game? How do I rest when I have a full-time job, have a house to clean, buy groceries, and shuttle kids everywhere? It is a challenge. I am reminded of the advice often given to new parents to sleep when your baby is asleep. I find it funny, though, now that I go to bed before my teenagers. During hockey season, my Sabbath is very different. I find rest in the car. I pray while I'm driving. I pray while I'm sitting. I watch various worship services on my phone. I keep a devotional book in my car. After early morning practices, I put the boys in the car and I take them to school, and then I have an hour of quiet time at home by myself. The rigorous hockey schedule has taught my kids how to be disciplined and to rest when needed. 
It has taught them how to plan ahead in their academics. Do you know that the word rest is in the NIV Bible over 500 times? There are so many references to remind us of the importance of rest. We all have different seasons in our lives, and some can be busier than others. Ecclesiastes scripture reminds us of that. It can be challenging to find rest in the different seasons of life. For me, hockey season and summer camp are the two busiest times of the year for me. Summer camp is insanely busy, and being a director can be completely time-consuming, rewarding, and exhausting all at once. How do I find rest in a job where I have to provide hospitality and rest for others 24-7? At the same time, how do do I provide a place for people to rest if I am not rested myself? Jesus stressed the importance of rest in many passages through the Bible. My job is not normal nine-to-five job by any means. So at times I'm able to find rest at different times throughout the day. I may go home for an hour and take a nap. I may go for a walk or sit by the lake. However, oftentimes my rest gets interrupted. The great spiritual leader Henry Nouwen once said, I've always been complaining about my work when I was interrupted, and then I realized that my interruptions were my work. It's hard to rest when we have pressures and interruptions 24-7. However, God can be present in those times. My mom was worried about me several years ago and bought me a book called Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, and Delight in Our Busy Lives by Wayne Mueller. At the time, I skimmed through it and said, how do I have time to read this book? In the book, Wayne gave excellent advice. He states, in today's world, with its relentless emphasis on success and productivity, we have lost the necessary rhythm of life, the balance between work and rest. Constantly striving, we feel exhausted and deprived in the midst of great abundance. We long for time with friends and family. We long for moments to ourselves. We need not schedule an entire day each week. Sabbath time can be different for each of us. An afternoon, an hour, a Sabbath walk. In his book, he talks about how we can use the time of sacred rest to refresh our bodies and our minds and to restore our creativity and regain our inner happiness. What terrific advice. But what a challenge in today's world, finding rest. In the relentless busyness of life, we have lost the rhythm between work and rest. Because of our desire to succeed and growing expectations, we don't rest. Because we don't rest, we lose our way. We miss the quiet that can give us wisdom. We miss our joy. Our lives are in danger because of our inability to rest. It impacts us physically, mentally, and spiritually. I remember March 12th of 2020 very vividly. We were starting to hear more and more about the COVID-19 pandemic, and I started to see the writings on the wall. I envisioned schools closing, and things were changing quickly all across the East and West Coast. As the weekend progressed, everything was starting to close. 
And eventually, Arlington School and others soon closed on that Sunday for at-home learning. I was thankful that my kids were old enough to be able to do their remote learning on their own at home. My husband and I continued to work at the camp, but things changed. We stopped hosting groups and decided not to have summer camp. And for the first summer in over 20 years, I didn't work over 80 hours a week. For me, the COVID pandemic allowed me a summer of rest. I was still working 30 hours, but it was different. The pandemic actually allowed me much needed rest. Yes, there were complicated facets of COVID, including three of us getting COVID, salary reductions, and mourning for those that lost their life due to COVID. But we were able to take a family vacation for the first time in 20 years in the summer for two and a half weeks. Yes, it was different because of COVID, but we were able to be together. While there were stressors, the pandemic helped me to get refocused and refreshed. It allowed me to read that book that my mom bought me, take walks, spend time with God, and that was really important in my life. Physical rest is challenging sometimes. It's very hard to stop running the marathon of life and take care of our bodies. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm the first person to get up in the morning and the last person to go to bed at night. What is real rest? Rest is defined as a cessation of all work, activity, or motion. Sounds like a vacation, doesn't it to you? But have you ever been on a vacation that was supposed to be a cessation of all work and activity and get back home and realize that you need a vacation from your vacation? Rest can be hard work when it's not done properly. I remember spending Christmas in Pittsburgh several years ago with my boys and Jim's niece. And I had planned many activities to keep our kids busy because my father-in-law does not do well with children running in the house. After we left, my niece slept for two days. Shortly after that, we were going on a family cruise and my niece asked my mother-in-law if I was in charge of the activities for the cruise and she said no and she said, thank goodness. <laughs> it was too exhausting for her to keep up with my activities. Physical rest is allowing your body to completely replenish itself. And that's hard to do if you're not used to it. Mental rest. Have you ever gotten a good night's sleep and then woke up in the morning to feel you're exhausted? Or maybe you could not even sleep because your mind just kept racing 100 miles a minute. I think sometimes in my sleep, I'm making a to-do list. And with everything that we have going on with work and school and paying bills and running errands and family issues, how do you allow your mind to rest? It's a challenge. The book of Psalms has so many scriptures in there that allow us to think about rest and peace and the importance of renewal. And Psalm 23 is one of my favorite. Mental rest is being able to know that you're not in control of everything. We like to think we are, but God will be with us in our journey. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 7, Paul writes, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Spiritual rest is probably the most challenging at times, 
but yet most important. Jesus had a clear message regarding our need to rest. While teaching in the towns of Galilee, Jesus told his followers in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It is extremely difficult in our busy lives to take time out for Jesus, but it is critical for our survival. We cannot be our best to our families and others if we are not rested. I encourage you this week to think about ways you can rest, truly rest, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Start with small steps. Block out a time each day for your own rest. It might be driving somewhere alone. It might be reading your Bible. It might be taking a walk. It might be calling a friend that brings sunshine to your life. It might be journaling. It might be forgiving someone. It could be reading a book. Taking time to rest could be life-changing, and it could save you. I believe the pandemic has saved me by allowing me time to rest physically, mentally, and spiritually. It helped me to be refreshed and renewed and grounded in my faith. I pray that you feel God's presence as you seek opportunities to rest in the days ahead. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.